Vilkemen. And bienvenue. I'm Shelby. And I'm Finley. And this is Bravo to Broadway, your go-to podcast for all things Bravo. And all things Broadway. This week is extra special because Shelby and I are here together. We're filming in the same room. It's super exciting, y'all. It's actually also really weird. I'm not used to this. But in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> this will be one of, like, two out of the entire season that we filmed together. Yeah, pretty much. Record, film, whatever. It's the same thing. And we have an extra special rant of the week. You know why? Because you all listened to me and came through. Biden is the president. Biden's going to be the new president. And Harris is going to be the new VP. And it's an exciting time for all. And me. Yes. It's just a great time. But you know what? Stay true to the podcast. We will still be doing a rant of the week because there's always something to rant about. And you know what? I'm cranky today. <laughs> is that an understatement, Shelby? That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my rant of the week is that Trump needs to quit being a sore freaking loser and just concede, buddy. Quit trying to sue. Your arguments are so baseless that judges are laughing your lawyers out of the room. Why is anyone still supporting him? I just could not even begin to answer that. <laughs> Like, congrats, you like a fascist dictator, the rest of us don't. Go home and cry about it, I don't care. I mean, it is still pretty problematic that almost half the country voted for him. Yeah, you all suck. (laughs) (laughs) Not our listeners, obviously. But anyone who voted for Trump sucks. My um, grandmother told me she's moving to Belize, and I was just like... Didn't you want all the Biden supporters to leave the country, or was that like? Oh, wasn't that like an overreaction? Snowflakes for that, <laughs> or or are you the real snowflakes? No, mm. I'm, I love you, Grandma, but not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Your hypocrisy is showing. Um, yeah, I I really hope that you know Philly fans just burn Philly to the ground anyway. <laughs> I mean, Philly will riot with or without reason. (laughs) Quite (laughs) honestly, they don't need a presidential election. It's an excuse to riot. Yeah, I'm loving seeing all the protests out in the street. But like, just quick note, the pandemic is like maxing out right now. Um, Hopefully we are hitting records every day. So like still wear your freaking mask. It's not that hard. You put it on. You could still breathe. You could still go about your day. And Take you know it off what? when you get in the car. Yeah, I'm I'm a little like sensitive about my masks, so I've um purchased and like splurged on the Under Armour masks. You know, if Under Armour wanted to sponsor us, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Anywho, but seriously though, like find yourself a good mask. You know that you're not like breathing into your mouth whenever you breathe, because that will go a long way in making you feel better about what kind of mask you're wearing. So in short, wear your mask. Yeah, we don't care what kind of mask you wear as long as it works. If you can run it under a water faucet, which, hint, hint, the Trump masks don't work. Um, <laughs> neither do those bull, bull crap neck shields. Um, <laughs> they're meant to protect your neck from sunburn, not anything else. Oh, the gators? Yes, the gators. I can't. All you country boys, wear a freaking mask. If you can run it underwater and it doesn't hold most, if not all, of the water... It doesn't work. Get rid of it. You're going to get COVID and die. 
<laughs> and I'm not saying I want that for you, but I'm just saying, would Trump have won if he didn't kill all of his supporters? Ooh, shots fired on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot to celebrate, but there's a lot of work still to be done. Biden, here's looking at you to fulfill your promises. Right, here's open. you actually do something. Or, or, let something happen to you. Oh, God. And let Kamala take over. Kamala take over. I will, I will learn violent. how to pronounce her name eventually. Yeah, you could just decide you're mentally unfit and resign. Um, that's an option. And then we could have Kamala and usually it's Nancy Pelosi. I'm assuming it will still be Nancy Pelosi. But I'm, I'm down for an all female White House. First, husbands unite. Um, <laughs> here for it. I guess they'd be first gentlemen because they aren't called first wives. So. Maybe first gentleman and second gentleman, I think. But either way. You can just call them, like, first spouse and second spouse. Yeah, we're not that progressive in America. Like you just said, 50% of them still voted for Trump. Well, actually, 48. 48 voted 48. for Trump. <laughs> still closer to 50 than I would prefer. And you know what? I'm just going to go out and say it. Georgia, I am so proud of you. You did the right thing. I'm so proud of you, Georgia. I, going into this election, did not have any expectations for Georgia to, like, even come close to actually flipping. And you're close. You're probably going to flip. You're all grown up. And if you if you do flip, keep that same energy for Ossoff and Warnock. Keep it up. Keep it up. I yeah. swear, I swear if they get to keep their majority in the Senate with all the shenanigans and effery that has been happening, <laughs> the fact that Mitch McConnell, you have, like, literally, he looks like Mr. Krabs without the skin. He looks like the turtle Arthur. He looks like he needs to be inpatient at a hospital. His lips are blue. The man, I believe, is dead and being operated by robots. <laughs> Like, <laughs> or his meat suit's been taken over by lizard people. I don't know. Something's something's off with that man, and the fact that y'all kept him and Lindsey Graham, like, get out of here. Also, just, like, the giant freaking hypocrisy of Lindsey Graham. You can't sit there and tell me that he's, like, an I'm honorable sorry, Lady person. G. <laughs> Lady G, as we will be referring to. It's how he prefers to be referred to. All right, Lady G. <laughs> yeah. Um, we need... The Senate to be 50-50, because guess who breaks the tie? Kamala. Guess who's a Democrat? Kamala. Guess who will actually control Supreme Court nomination? Because keep in mind, Mitch McConnell can just decide if he, like, if the Republicans keep their spot, he can just decide, no, we're not giving any Biden Supreme Court seats. We're not giving him any federal judge seats. We're not bringing it to the floor. Period. Full stop. End. That's his M.O. We've seen it time and time again. Vote these people out. Purdue is so beyond crooked, it's not even funny. Kelly Loeffler, that's a joke. Yeah, she, um, she, honestly, you know, I don't really tend to go with these whole locker up chants, but honestly, if we're going to lock someone up, uh, maybe the she, one who made money off the pandemic. What she's done is illegal. It's so illegal. illegal. Like, <laughs> get it together, Georgia. This is... This is why nobody likes us. This is on top of the QAnon supporter that we voted. I say we, I don't live here. Y'all voted into, um... <laughs> I live too close to her district. <laughs> too close. Yeah. 
So, you know, my shame in saying that I'm from Georgia is a little better. But only a little. And if we don't do right by these Senate seats, I will again be shameful of Georgia. <laughs> and you will deserve it, Georgia. Here's looking at you, Kemp. When do we get to replace him? When does he come up again? I have no idea, but it's not, t- it's, you know, not soon enough. Mm. Because, you know, appointed himself governor after running his own election. What a shock. Throughout 63% of the votes, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's, let's transition. We're happy Biden (laughs) won, but like we said, still work to do. We did pop a couple bottles of champagne. We did have, you know, a good time. We did sing. We did dance. But we also watched Real Housewives. Woo! And we finally got to watch these things together. And you know what we realized is more fun than doing a podcast? Watching things together. It's active torture. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you said more fun than do it together. I was like, I came to the opposite conclusion. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because in that way, if you fall asleep during the musical, I'm not butthurt. Um, <laughs> she woke me up. I did. I did. Twice. Yes. Because if we're going to watch a musical, we got to watch the musical. And so this is oh. why. Yeah. You were on your phone for all of Real Housewives, so I thought it was fair to sleep through Hamilton. Was I on my phone for all of Real Housewives? Yes. I was glaring at you when oh. you were on your phone, not noticing the glare. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Even when fine. you weren't asleep, you were on your phone for Hamilton, so it's it's even. Oh, yes, I was. Hamilton sucks. Okay, we'll get into that later. She's wrong! Anywho, Potomac. <laughs> I'm right. No. Um, so Potomac, yes. This week we did Potomac because yes, Below Deck premiered, and yes, Southern Charm premiered a week ago. But you know what? Southern Charm is getting kind of boring. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. Um, I don't like the new cast members. I think that it would almost be impossible for Shelby and I to have a conversation about it because... We would spend the entire time talking about the previous six seasons because there's nothing new that's happening this season as of yet. Um, Not to mention Below Deck. We've done Below Deck Med the past two weeks, and it's a premiere. It's it's just an introduction to all the new characters. So it's like, yeah. So we went back to Old Faithful, Potomac. They're here for us. Uh, This coming week, we've got the premiere of Salt Lake City. I will try to suffer through what looks to be that fever dream nightmare. Um, We've also got, you know, the new Potomac that I'm hoping is going to be really good, where I think they start fighting. Um, And then we have more Below Deck. So we'll see what happens this next week. But hopefully it happens in time for Shelby and I to record it together again. So, Shelby, what were your thoughts about this week's Potomac episode? Honestly, it was, um, it's kind of boring. You're not wrong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This week was kind of a filler week for all the Bravo shows, and I think it was because of the election. Yeah. But they had the least boring filler week. Um, parts of it were funny. Parts of it felt, you know, this is kind of a common criticism for me, but, like, some of this stuff just feels really personal, and I'm like, I don't want to watch your therapy session. Um, <laughs> Let's get into the therapy session, though, because I took extreme issue with the therapy session. What were your thoughts about it? It was just 
I don't know. It felt like a really personal thing. And, like, I'm all for, you know, if you're dealing with depression, especially postpartum depression. Well, not especially, but, like, also postpartum depression. You know, you should go see a therapist. You should go talk it out with someone. Do what you need to do to feel better and feel good about yourself and your life. Um, But it's just, I don't know. This was different, though. This wasn't, like... I'm all for putting therapy on TV and normalizing the fact that even these really rich people who live these idyllic lives go to therapy and have issues. But, like, if you're only going to therapy to rehab your husband's image, maybe don't do it. Ah, so you don't think it was actually that genuine? No, I think that he pays her very well to cover for him. And so they went to couples therapy on TV. He cried about how the baby had pushed him out, which, like, get over yourself. You're a dad now. You're not the center of her world anymore. Right. And, like, you, your baby should be the center of your world, dude. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, you're not alone. Go take care of your kid. You make her take him everywhere. You don't ever watch your kid. Right. And, like, yeah, she chooses to bring him places, but, like, you never offer to keep him. You're always, like, and you're taking the baby, right? And then you're going to have her go to therapy by herself after this crockery of crap that was your last couple's therapy session where she's like, you know what, based on your list of depression things, like, I something's not right with me. I'm not handling this well. Yeah, because you're married to a piece of crap. To a narcissist, really. I mean, it was a law. That's how I felt about her therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I I hope she finds her happiness because it's clearly not with this guy. And I don't know why she stays with him. It's not my relationship, but I'd be out the door if it was. Yeah, I also would not be putting up with that nonsense. Like, I just... Ugh. Let's talk about some good things that happened in the episode. What did you think about Candace getting signed by the Notorious B.I.G.'s production label? That was exciting. Good for her. I didn't know she sang. So yeah. That was an exciting moment for her. I'm glad that she had that, especially with all the negative going on, negativity going on with her this season. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw Monique press charges against her, like, right after. So it was kind of like, here's a happy crazy. thing. Here's a shot. <laughs> I don't understand how Monique has any uh, foot to stand on to press charges against her. Well, because these things were filmed nine months ago, we do know that the judge threw out both lawsuits. Um, so neither went forward. They were both dismissed. But yeah, I'm with Candace. Like, the nerve. The nerve of this woman. Who still, by the way, has not been filmed without holding a child. Ooh, gotta have my human meat shields. Literally, she's using her family as human shields because she's not even saying, um, I I could go to jail for this and you know it was minor. She's like, I could go to jail in front of my kids. Yeah, because you're using them as human shields. No, <laughs> duh. <laughs> you're never not around them. That That's on you, ma'am. And it's not like we're not saying stay-at-home moms shouldn't be around their kids or whatever. Like, you should be around your kids. The way she's doing it is wrong. She's Weird. not actually parenting them. You want to know a good example of parenting was Wendy with her kids. I love Wendy. That was a good example of parenting. Having them set their intentions for the day, having them repeat what integrity is and affirm themselves as leaders before they walk out of the house in the morning. 
That's excellent parenting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and like setting the intention. What are you going to learn today? Oh, this, like having a serious conversation about it, you know? It was it was good. It was cute. I liked that moment. It made me realize that like, not only was she my favorite, but she's also, I think, the best parent of any franchise. Hands down. Yeah. Like, that we see with their kids. She mm. is such a good parent. I like Wendy. Yeah, Wendy was <laughs> Wendy was on fire. Wendy reminds me of you in a lot of ways. That's probably why I like her so much and why she's so great. <laughs> Speaking of narcissism, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a narcissist, I just sound like one. She's just a Leo, it's fine. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. Then whenever her and Karen got into it, I really saw myself. Oh, yeah. Because Karen is a low-down, dirty liar (laughs) who just likes to, you know, she likes to trumpet. She likes to paint her own reality and scream it from the rooftops in the hopes that that'll make it true. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't. Yikes. You don't come back at somebody saying you need to respect the fact that I have a doctorate and quit making fun of it. I am not a medical doctor. I am a doctorate, like holder and there are less of us than there are medical doctors mm-hmm. with my marriage is an institution like what <laughs> like yay i'm glad you're married i'm glad you've been married for a while good for you it's different from a phd and also your husband won't even tell you he loves you so like what's your argument there you literally your plot point this season has been the demise of your marriage Awkward. <laughs> it, it made no sense. What were your thoughts about that fight? Um, I kind of got a little um confused with whatever Karen, like whatever point Karen was making when she started talking about common sense, and I was like, yeah, but that's not what we're talking about here. And like, no, you don't have to have a college degree to make something of yourself and to have a good life and like to be successful, right? Obviously, um. But for people who do have a PhD, like, that's something that they worked their butt off for the same way that you probably would have worked your butt off at your business or whatever you did to make yourself successful, right? Just because they're a PhD, no one's saying they're better, but, like, it's, you know, it's kind of of equal labor to whatever it was that gave you success if you didn't start with daddy's money. You know, I just, uh, you don't get to poop on the PhDs, especially when academia is so whitewashed and so um, elitist, you know? Yeah, like we should, Wendy's right, you should celebrate a black woman that has a PhD because they are very, very, very few and far between. I can count on one hand the amount of black POC professors I had. I mean, I don't even need all five fingers. Yeah. No, same here. And even into, I'm getting, I'm in a master's program, even into my master's program. Yeah. One hand. And it's like, uh, the fact that she's a professor at Johns Hopkins, that is no small feat. No, it's really impressive. And And very elite. Yeah. She's a commentator on CNN. You don't get to call her a freelancer. Like, (laughs) it's different. (laughs) She's not a news anchor. They don't have PhDs. (laughs) Like, her job is to comment on things as an expert in the field. When called upon to comment. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a freelancer. Expert witnesses aren't freelancers. Like, (laughs) experts aren't freelancers. They're experts. 
It's so, uh, Karen is just a mess. And then what bothered me too is that instead of resolving the argument or saying that, like, you know, I'm sorry that you felt hurt or I'm sorry that my, you know, um, that I said this, she just, like, continues to make fun of Wendy and then, like, in making fun of how Wendy walks, just, like, walked out the door and left. I honestly thought, though, that if the other ladies hadn't joined in and just kind of made it a moment to laugh at, that fight wouldn't have ended. No, it wouldn't have ended, but it needed to. Yeah. Karen apologizing, but maybe that's just what side I'm on. Well, I mean, I think that the women all knew Karen wasn't going to apologize. Wendy wasn't going to back down. And the only way to alleviate the tension was to start laughing. Very true. And sometimes... You just got to accept you're not going to get an apology and laugh out the door. You know, it's one way to end an argument. I was say, have you ever like, been okay with that, though? Not as the person who's angry, but as the person who technically won the fight by getting everyone to laugh and walk away. Yes. So it depends on the side of yes. if you're okay with it. Yes, but... Multi- multidimensional uh, problem there. <laughs> but her and Wendy aren't... That fight isn't over. It was just the yelling in that moment was over. Yeah. And, like, maybe once Karen thinks about it and everyone texts her and is like, hey, get your crap together, (laughs) she can come back and, you know, okay, now I see your point and I am sorry for mocking your degree and saying you haven't cured cancer. Yeah. I'm sorry, but... Also, just, like... Ridiculous. (laughs) Nobody else has. Why should that be, like, Wendy's, like, thing? Like, okay. Yeah. And weird, weird flex, but okay. Literally. And, like, the one thing I personally will not tolerate is someone questioning my education. I know that you're pretty much the same on that. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> no one can take my degree from me. It's the one thing I have that <laughs> no one can take ever. Well, other than, like, my pride. But... <laughs> 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 like, dignity and pride, sure. But I'm talking about, like, actual earned thing. You can't take it, you know? That is, like, the crutch you get to lean on. That is the student debt you get to hold. (laughs) (laughs) If I have to pay all my loans back, then I get to say I earned a college degree, and you have to put up with it. And you know what? It is now my goal in life to get four degrees so that I can say it as often as Wendy does. I have four degrees! I was like, you know what? (laughs) Like, they were kind of, like, making fun of her for bragging about it, but, like, I'd brag about it. Especially whenever she told, like, everything she had to go through to get it. Of Mm -hmm. course I'd be bragging about that. I don't know that I would ever shut up about it. (laughs) If you defend your dissertation while eight months pregnant, scream it from the rooftops. From the rooftops. I'd probably name my baby dissertation. Honestly. Like, we talk about (laughs) pregnancy brain, and this woman defended a dissertation eight months pregnant. She was probably leaving, like, her purse in the fridge, but defended her dissertation (laughs) eight months pregnant. Ridiculous that Karen is trying to make a mockery of that. But what did you think of um, Karen at the tea with Robin and Giselle when she was making a mockery of it? We're kind of backtracking here. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I feel like talking about people behind their back is just never a good move. Um, Well, and I thought Giselle, Giselle is messy, but I thought in that moment she was actually coming from a decent place. I mean, it did seem like they were checking in on Karen, um, and even though Wendy was the one who was like, hey, I think something's wrong, like, something is upset with Karen, Karen, instead of letting herself go to that emotional place with her friends, which, like, yeah, they sprung it on her in a public place, I wouldn't either, 
But, you know, she turned it around and got mad at Wendy. And I feel like that's kind of where the whole fight really is. It's just, I said it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Karen really has a tight grip on her public image, and she gets mad when her drunken secrets come to light. You know what, though? I would, too. And that's, I guess, that's my problem with the show anyways, is I'm like, I wouldn't want all my business if out there in front of people. If you're drunk on camera, it's for public consumption, what comes out of your mouth. If you sign that contract, it's for public consumption. I think it would have been... If I were in Wendy's shoes, somebody I don't know that well, but I've served on a board with, is basically having a, you know, drunken breakdown. She was the most drunk one there. No one else was even close. And saying, like, oh, I bailed my husband out of his tax issue that was, like, over a million dollars. She gave him half of what she had, like, all of her money. And... She's like, you know, now he won't even tell me he loves me, so I want my money back. I'm sorry, that is a cry for help. And if I were Wendy in that position, I would go to her good friends that have known her for 10 years and say, hey, she got drunk and told me this. Y'all need to check in on her. I think the problem is just that they sprung it on her on camera and in a public place. Yeah, and then Karen tried to say it's something in Giselle's life is off. Because she's trying to meddle in mine, and it's like, um, She was definitely very, like, very much um, fighting back and, like, I don't know, very combative and, like, we're not going to talk about this. Um, And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they know, I don't know. If she's, like, your good friend, then you would realize that she's not going to be comfortable in a tea room with cameras to talk about something real. So... Yeah, those are my thoughts on that. (laughs) You know what, though? I do applaud Giselle for trying to get into that tea room with her kids, realizing she couldn't, and being like, fine, I'll film something to come here. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it it looked like a fun tea room, and I appreciate her using an opportunity, (laughs) but, like, someone sprung something like that on me in public, even without cameras, I'd be like, um, look, no, (laughs) we're not talking about this. Well, she did turn around and ask Robin about her tax issues, so it wasn't like she was shying away from discussing personal matters in public. Yeah, That's but it was kind of the shtick of the show. Her personal matters in public. That's true. What did you think of Ashley um, whenever she was at Giselle's house? Oh, I thought that was funny. Um, I don't really understand if she was planning on nursing, why she wore a complicated dress to nurse, but I did appreciate the fact that the camera. Did not shy away from her nursing, you know? Yeah, you um, can breastfeed in public and on TV. Right, what like, do you do? we didn't see a boob. The baby got what he needed. It, it was fine. It might have been a little weird for her to, like, lift her dress up to do it. Uh, <laughs> but she was wearing pants. She as said long that. As she was, you know, as long as she was comfortable, as long as the baby was fed, as long as she was fine, good for her. I'm glad that they showed it on camera. It was... Eh. I I thought the whole conversation was kind of, like, funny but weird because I don't like how Ashley continuously tries to defend Monique when she wasn't there for the fight. Well, I really want to know, like, what it is about Monique that Ashley is, like, defending. Like, I think even if you are or were my friend, like, if Finley went out and, like, fought someone, I would be like, yeah, you fought someone. Um, you messed up and you haven't apologized yet. Like, 
that's a really real conversation and you don't get to be like, well, there's something going on in her life. You know, I just, uh, Ashley standing by Monique is, there's something more going on there. Honestly, there's, there's probably a lot more going on there. It's, it takes a lot to stand by your friends when they've done wrong, but there's a way to do that. There's a way to stand by them in public and confront them in private or not even private, but one-on-one. But like to just say to everyone, oh, they did nothing wrong is not the way to do that. The way you do that is by saying like, yes, I've talked to them in private. They know what they did is wrong. I know what they did is wrong. I don't support it, but I'm standing by my friend. Yeah, like they know that I think that they like really messed up. You know, I'm still going to be friends with this person and whatever, Mm -hmm. but you know, we've had a conversation about the fact that everyone is aware that a mistake was made. Whereas Ashley's position is still to this day that Candace was asking for it and Candace needed to get hit and she was going to get hit by somebody eventually. Which is just so problematic. Everything does not have to result to violence. We don't have to hit anyone. Like, I don't know if that's just a millennial thing or, (laughs) or what, but I just feel like, especially people under 30, we don't fight like people used to like in old school movies and stuff you see a lot more physical violence than what we hear about today and if you do hear about violence today it's not necessarily like kids doing it like yeah you had the cash me outside girl but like a lot of those violent encounters that became viral became viral because they were so stupid like and those people didn't actually know how to fight you know, you know what I mean? like, high school fights nowadays tend to not go as long or, like, be as, um... Devastating. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a generational gap or what, but, like, or, yeah. kids don't fight that way anymore. People don't resort to violence in the same way anymore. Maybe it's because the feminists have done their job and educated everyone on emotional intelligence. Um, <laughs> I'm still seeing... There's definitely been an uptick. Very recently, at least in the high school. Well, we can blame Trump for that. High school level. Having a president that incites and encourages violence is also awful, but that again speaks to the fact that he's old as dirt. Um, <laughs> so is Joe Biden. But well, and like the violence against like black trans women has also been really problematic recently. But that's also, you know, that's not kids going at it. That is murder. Yeah, um, and so that's what I'm saying. Is- yeah. It's it's generally older out. people that are willing to get in fights like like bar fights and stuff that doesn't happen as much anymore. It still happens. I was we had Joshua's law because of a bar fight. Yeah, but it doesn't happen as much anymore. Um. Okay, but what do you think about the whole hat photo shoot in general? Just as a rounded out. <laughs> I'm glad that Robin is living her best life and making money to pay back her taxes. Um, but I would not buy or wear any of those hats. (laughs) Understatement. (laughs) (laughs) The hats, okay, I say this as somebody who, like, paints a lot, but considers my stuff not worthy of being sold. Molly's making an appearance. She's in the background. Say, hey, Molly. Um, but... You know when something's good enough to sell and when it's completely unoriginal and looks like a child did it. I get that her sons are helping her. They didn't need to design the hats, which is what I'm assuming happened based off how the hats came out. 
Well, and it was like the hats, like even the prints that were good weren't like original. Like anyone could have a snakeskin hat, a cheetah print hat, a floral yeah. hat. Like those prints, there wasn't really anything that I that was new about them or unique about them. And I think they're like twenty five dollars. I would never pay that much for a hat. Yeah. <laughs> like a baseball cap? No. No, not at all. But the photo shoot was funny. Just because, like, you do remember that, like, all of these women were in pageants and have been on TV and modeled and, and modeled. all this stuff. Yeah, the poses were funny. I'm like, I would not be able to do that myself. I mean, honestly, though, Candace was the best, hands down. <laughs> I am I am on Robin's website looking how much the hats I'm cost. They are $29. <laughs> it's much. more than 25 what? Hello. But you can get twenty. You can get twenty percent off if you subscribe to her text. This is becoming an ad for Robin's hats. <laughs> um, I appreciate that she advertises them as the Real Housewife of Potomac. Robin Dixon made hats. Well, I mean, um, like that's how she's going to get money for them. The tie dye T shirts are cheaper than the hats. Oh my gosh! By like a dollar. What on earth is this? Okay. I wonder how much money she's making from them. Finley, we need to, we ran into the wrong business. We need to make hats. First of all, on her website, none of the pictures that the women took. It's the pictures of the models that were also there. She did not use the ladies. <laughs> I find that hysterical. Maybe it's just different. Oh my god, there's a pink hat with gold flowers on it. Wow. Some of these are just bad. Yeah. But we support a woman making money. You do you, boo. Get what, get, you know, get that hustling. Get your coins, as they say. That embellished, not embezzled. <laughs> as Giselle called it. As Giselle called it. I mean, she did correct herself, but I don't think it was a Freudian slip. I do think Giselle is messy, I'm just saying. I don't think she's <laughs> that messy. Yeah. I don't think she would do Robin like that either, because her and Robin have been, like, the best of friends for a long time on the show. They do seem pretty close. She only has four hats for sale, or like five hats. That's ridiculous. Oh. Okay, I'm off her website now. I am <laughs> back engaged with this podcast. But yeah, embellished Woo. hats also support us. <laughs> <laughs> what, after we said that they didn't look good? It's free. Okay. <laughs> no press is bad press if we're going with, you know, the Trump motto. <laughs> All press is good press. All right. We're saying her name. Um, no, I mean, the hats are cute. I would get one. I just, I don't have $30 to spend on a hat. But, like, if I were a rich housewife, sure, they're cute. Why not? I wouldn't buy one. But I also don't wear caps, so. Yeah, see, I have, like, a whole wall of ball caps. Yeah. No. Exclusively for wearing to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need to know. Are these hats good for the pool? Are they going to fade? Are they going to run? Because if not, I will buy one. Oh, goodness. Do I have to buy one to make up for making fun of them? Maybe. I told Matt I want to become a cheetah print person. Oh, God. Please don't. I think that I could be a great cheetah print person. Oh. You get a cheetah print hat and just, like, dip my toe in the water, and then all of a sudden I can just have, like, a cheetah print couch. Because that's how it goes. You, you get one thing, and then all of a sudden you're a cheetah print person for life. Okay. Candace is a cheetah print person. Yeah, she is. We have a mutual friend that's a cheetah print person. Oh, we do. Well, you're probably listening to this podcast. Sorry, I'm um, 
I would like to become a two different person. So loan me some clothes if you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dip mm-hmm. my toe in the water. Yikes. I think that I have the personality to be a two different person. I mean, you want a lion tattooed on your body. Yes, I do. Also, if our listeners would like to support that effort, my Venmo is. (laughs) No. Um, I do. I want a lion tattoo. However, I have two color tattoos, and I realized how bad they hurt. Um, (laughs) And the lion tattoo I want is not small. It would be my biggest tattoo to date. Ooh, so it'd be painful. It would hurt so bad. Ooh, yikes. And it's in a spot that I thought was painless, but is extremely painful. Oh, so, no! <laughs> so, yeah. That, that tattoo's gonna wait. But I, one day, I will just fully become a lion. I will just transform. Or, trans, what's transfiguration? I will transfigurate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Roar! <laughs> Into Hear a lion. Me roar. If I had a Patronus, it would be a lion. Meow. They roar. They don't meow. <laughs> Have you ever heard a lion meow? Meow. <laughs> but yeah, I had a boss tell me one time that she was surprised I wasn't a cheetah print person because I have a cheetah print person personality. <laughs> you, okay, I yeah, you do. See, I think I could rock it, and I think it makes you look more tan than you are. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Yikes. What? I just don't like cheetah print. I feel like it's the perfect fall... Slash summer. It's it's a year-round print. I'm going to get a cheetah print embellished hat, and I'll, I will let you guys know what the review is. All right. You know what? If In two weeks, when it arrives, I will give you an honest review of the embellished hats. <laughs> is it worth $29? We shall see. I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of any animal print. I'm going to be a cheetah print person. All right. You have fun with that. Um... I want, like, a big cheetah, like, oversized cheetah print sweater. You're going to look like a cougar. Literally. <laughs> I'm a reverse cougar. Literally. My, my fiance's older than me. Ugh. I'm not a cougar. I don't know. I'm, I'm not old enough to be a cougar. I take offense. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I it, I just don't think cheetah print looks good. But it's a personal thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a cheetah print person. Yeah. And I'm going to rock it. And you're going to eat your words. You're just going <laughs> to... For dinner, you're going to have your own words. Uh, doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our musical because I could talk about cheetah print people all day. <laughs> all right. So this week, in honor of the election, we watched Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, the one and only musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda and someone else whose name I can't remember right now, um, starring Lin-Manuel Miranda, David Diggs, Philippa Sue, Renee... Oh, boy, I should have pulled up their names before I started listing this off. Goldberry. Um, She's doing this from memory, and I think it speaks to the amount of a problem that Shelby has. Not a problem. (laughs) The addiction (laughs) to Broadway. I fell asleep twice. Um, I resent the fact that I was woken up because it sucked. Sucks to suck. Yeah, it does. This musical sucks. No, you sucked because you fell asleep <laughs> no it was awful it was so okay what was your problem with hamilton it drags on and on and on and like it starts out so high energy and then it just fizzles and it does not come back so where do you lose the energy about the fourth song 
After King George sings the first time, downhill from there. Because, like, there are other, like, really high-energy songs that are in the musical after that point. It's not just, like, they're singing, like, ballads the whole time. No, they try to recover the energy, and it does not work because there's too many ballads. (laughs) There's not that many ballads, though. It just, it becomes somber and depressing, and I wasn't a fan. It's because his life is somber and depressing. Then don't make a musical about him. That's all that they make musicals about. <laughs> no, that's a lie. But um, I don't know. I really like the musical. It's I think really that it is. It would have been Groff. different if I'd watched it under the Obama administration when it was meant to be watched. But unfortunately, Trump is our president. Yeah, that is for the, the next really... two and a half months. So <laughs> that is the important thing of note about this musical because it came out. They dropped it on Disney Plus in July, and there was a lot of criticism about it because it it like the context of the musical was written and it was it did really well on Broadway in 2016 before Trump won, right? So it was when we still had Obama. It was written during um, the happy years <laughs> during Obama's presidency. Um, he performed it at the Obama White House. Um, like, it's a different White House. But, like, in the Obama administration when they had a Oh, it's a completely night. different White House because Trump pulled out the Rose Garden if you needed another reason to hate the man. <laughs> yeah. So with the 2020 lens, you know, it doesn't quite hold up. There's also the colorblind ca- casting, and yet still the, uh, Finley pointed this out, the colorism within the musical. Oh, it was so bad. Can we, if we're going to do a colorblind cast, this is, this is the lesson that I had for the Great Emu War, the musical, which is still <laughs> in production. Um... If you're going to have a colorblind cast and you are going to have it be so diverse, you have to, have to, have to take into account who you are casting where. Because from what I saw, the emotional mistress, only dark-skinned woman on stage. The villain, Aaron Burr, only dark-skinned man on stage. Madison, dark-skinned. Like, everyone that was supposed to be bad was dark-skinned. Jefferson, dark-skinned. It wasn't a situation where it was truly colorblind because Lin-Manuel Miranda, very light. He is white passing. Philippa Sue, white passing. I'm sorry, like, I understand that they are, you know, not white, but the, the musical takes on a different effect when you still have the politics of light and dark at play. And you are still being... You know, you, you can't be colorblind. You just can't. It doesn't, that ignorance hurts people. It doesn't make it better. And you, by saying, you know, it's a colorblind casting, it's colorblind casting, then why are all the bad char- characters, for lack of a better word, the dark-skinned ones? It's a valid criticism. It was a criticism when the play was, or the musical was produced, and it was a criticism, again, when it was dropped, especially with a 2020 lens, you know, kind of in the year of these massive record-breaking um, Black Lives Matter protests, you know, it was problematic. To um, say the least. <laughs> less problematic than other musicals, but still yeah. nonetheless problematic. <laughs> and also the fact that, like, I kind of take issue with having a colorblind casting when the people you're casting were slaveholders because it gives them an easy out. It gives those characters who are real people an out for you to think that they weren't as racist as they were. Yeah, like Thomas Jefferson, he's like this pretty harmless, um, funny, like pretty comedic character in the musical. 
but uh, not in real life. <laughs> no. And, like, the, the one line that you pointed out to me about Mary, they turned him raping his slave into a joke. Sally, yeah. Like, yeah, there's, it's the one line everybody's like, Sally, be a deer and grab that for me. And it's like, if you know the history of that one, that one doesn't quite sit right. Um, yeah, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, stick to your day job. Um, well, also, you can't sing. <laughs> you said he's only written one other musical ten years ago. He was also, like, all the big Disney hits recently. Oh my god, no wonder this movie's so bad. Like, he did he's Moana. He's a Disney writer? Ugh. He got picked up after this. Ugh. And, and like, did... Well, not picked up. He's not, like, on their label exclusively. But, like, he did Moana. And, if you work uh, for Disney, you've already sold your soul. Um... What else has he done recently? He's done a lot of other stuff recently. None but he of was the writing. He just named are good. Moana's really good. But he was writing um, Alexander Hamilton while he was performing in the Heights, which was his first musical. Um, yeah, he can't sing. He cannot sing. Definitely needs to work on his singing. <laughs> that is also valid criticism. Um, Point is, there's a lot to, you know, there's a lot of memeable moments in a lot of the songs because, you know, Trump is a fascist dictator in the way that King George III was. He is also a tyrant. Like, it checks out. Um, (laughs) So, like, there's a lot of criticisms there that, you know, can be applied to Trump. However, let's not pretend Alexander Hamilton was a good guy. Let's not pretend Jefferson was a good guy. Let's not pretend any of these people were good guys. Like. All men are created equal. What hypocrites. They were literally slave owners. Yeah, it was all white men are created equal. All white property holding men are created equal. And I really, I'm just so, so sick of the women being portrayed as these heroes for tolerating these buffoons. Like, uh, and like, you shouldn't... It's a controversial opinion. I still like Hillary, but I'm going to say it. You shouldn't be praised for sticking by a cheater. And you shouldn't have the responsibility, nor should you be praised for upholding his reputation. That is a very personal sacrifice that you have to make in what you believe is the greater good, like sacrifice for the greater good. But you shouldn't be praised for it because all that does is teach young girls nowadays to stick by your man no matter what he does to you, and that you're going to be remembered kindly for it. No one knew Eliza's name until this musical came out. Let's not pretend she was actually praised for what she did. No one knew it was even her that did it. Yeah. It, she, it's yeah. BS. Yeah, she lived 50 years after Hamilton died, and yeah, she did a lot of great stuff, but I, you know, I didn't learn about her in school. I didn't learn about what she did or what her sister did or... Um, any of that, right? And to be fair, I really didn't learn about what Alexander Hamilton did in school. Um, <laughs> he created the banking system. Yeah. That's that, how I knew. He, I knew him from an AP Gov when we had to read all of the Federalist papers because my teacher loved James Madison. Wink, wink at what kind of school I went to. Also learned that the Civil War wasn't about slavery. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I became a women's studies major. Um... <laughs> Just saying, misinformation tends to go the opposite way once you get to college. Uh, But, like, I know he wrote all the Federalist Papers and all that, and he did the banking system. But other than that, like, who really cares about Alexander Hamilton? Why is his story one we're telling? He's not a good guy. He married a slave owner, and yet they're saying he argued against slavery. Okay. 
Your hypocrisy's showing. He may have argued against it, but that doesn't mean he stood for it. People will say whatever in politics. They really will. Um, I had a lot of issues with this musical. Was not a fan. Uh, yeah, like, that's news. Um, <laughs> I just, like, when are the feminists going to get into Broadway? I'm waiting. I am eagerly waiting. And Shelby wants me to watch Mamma Mia next. Y'all, please send in emails saying you don't want that. Please save me. No, we're going to watch Mamma Mia. It's going to be really fun. <clears throat> Finley's going to hate it, but it's fine. Because... Finley's going to cry. <laughs> yeah, this one was just sad and depressing and awful in all the w- wrong ways. Did you have a favorite song? Uh, King George III's song, You'll Be Back. Okay. Just because I think it perfectly encapsulates a dictator and emotional manipulator and narcissist. I sing it about a lot of men in um the females around me's lives. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a friend gets a text from an ex, you'll be back. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good song. Lots of memeable moments. I think my favorite song are all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, Shelby sang the whole thing. I did. That's why Finley kept waking up. <laughs> also because either you or my fiance would slap me awake. I didn't. I never touched you. Mm, but you encouraged him. I did. <laughs> and that counts. <laughs> You were the spectator going, fight, fight, fight. I never started chanting. I just started loudly singing. <laughs> same difference. What does that phrase even mean, same difference? Same difference. I, I don't know. Same, alike, but different. I don't know. I've never understood that one. It's a very Southern phrase, I feel like. Same difference. It's, it doesn't make sense just, like, from an English perspective. Like, if you speak English, it makes no sense. I mean, does anything in the English language make sense? It means it's used to express the speaker's belief that two or more things are essentially the same in spite of apparent differences. The example is Jesuits, Christians, same difference. <laughs> You can't make this up. This is from Oxford Dictionary. Like, she just Googled same difference, and that's what it was. (laughs) It's funny, because my mom went to a Jesuit school. Of all the same differences that there are in the world, that's the two you use for an example. Like, you could have gone with, like, leopard, cheetah, same difference. (laughs) Same difference. Still big cats. Like, okay, sure, Would Would you support me becoming a leopard print person if I just didn't call it cheetah print? Like, the Cheetah Girls. Are you arguing that the Cheetah Girls were not fashionistas? That they looked 40? Yeah. (laughs) Finley's gonna hit me. It's fine. (laughs) I would like to start a petition slash campaign, since we are doing movie musicals, to do the Cheetah Girls! We're Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters! I I don't know the rest of the words. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Again, okay. like High School Musical, though, I think the second one is the best. <laughs> See, okay, so she's sitting here saying Hamilton is awful and loves High School Musical. It has better music. What can I say? It's it's all comes down to personal preference. Um, I don't understand why Hamilton won as many awards as it did, except for the fact that it was about an old white dude and audiences love to cream their pants over that. I mean, I'll have to show... Like, if we wanted to analyze it, we could watch all the other musicals that were in that season. I would rather 
dig my eyes out with spoons. <laughs> I mean, we could, or right now, we could watch Percy Jackson the musical. Ooh, <laughs> As I, if we're going to say Hamilton's no more bad. Greek mythology. <laughs> if we're going to say Hamilton's bad, like, let's compare it with the other musicals in the season. <laughs> I truly, truly believe no original show has, like, no good original show has hit Broadway since the 90s. It's going to become my new goal to, uh... Although, like, the good is subjective. You don't like musicals. <laughs> I like Les Mis. Do you? Yes. Okay. You're looking at the 10th anniversary VHS in my nightstand You've currently. just... It, until today, you've never admitted to liking it. I said we were going to do Les Mis, and you were like, ooh, yikes. You said we were going to do the movie version. <laughs> and that is something to yikes about. <laughs> it is. That is something to yikes about. I liked Book of Mormon. We went to see that in person together. You, but then two days later, you were like, it's super it's, racist. It is super <laughs> racist, but it had good music. And also that, hello, my name is me, 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 me. That song reminds me of my dog, because that's how she comes at me with toys. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens <laughs> the rest of the season of musicals. <laughs> I'm, I, I really, really just need some feminists to hit Broadway. Start taking it over, please. Start making some things of quality. For the love of God. <laughs> please. Um, what's that documentarian who made 13th and makes all the good documentaries? I need her to go into Broadway. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember her name. Back to the old Google. Well, you're looking that up. I'm talking about my favorite songs. Go from for Hamilton. it. All right. So one of my favorite songs at the moment, because it changes, is... Um, Ava DuVernay. Can Ava you get into DuVernay. Broadway, please? This is a personal <laughs> request for Ava DuVernay to start writing Broadway musicals. My favorite moment of Hamilton is when um, Eliza forgives Hamilton. Not because I think he deserves to be forgiven, mm. but it always makes me cry. Because, because you're sad for the state of her life? Because that's the no. only reason I would be crying. Well, so I don't know why. I just, I do. It's very emotional moving to me. Because, like, if I were in the same spot and someone cheated on me, I would uh, dump them the second I found out. Um, I don't know there's other people who are like, well, it would depend on the situation. And, like, <laughs> well, no. what got me about this portrayal in particular was they never addressed the fact that she could not legally divorce him. She was trapped in that marriage, and they made it seem like she chose to stay with him, and she was heroic for doing so. Divorce legit wasn't legal. No. Like, until the 60s. Like, 1960s. Might have been the 70s, but, like, women could not divorce their husbands for you know, cheating for a long time. Like, you could always leave if, like, you couldn't consummate the marriage or some kind of crazy reason like that, um, like, outdated reason. But, like, for being cheated on and treated poorly or even being beaten, you couldn't leave. That wasn't a thing until the 60s. Yeah. And even now it's still frowned upon in some circles. If you're Catholic, you can't divorce. You have to get your marriage annulled. I and still it's quite uptown. And then you have no reason to get half. It's all very anti-feminist. Anti-woman. Yeah, because if you annul your marriage, it never happened. You never had any assets together. How does that work legally? Yeah, who gets what? 
The man gets everything. Welcome to religion. <laughs> Organized, anyway. Catholic Church in particular. Certain religions. A specific religion. Um, What are my other favorite songs? Um, Wait For It has always been one of my favorites, especially in college. Finley knew that one just because of how often I would play it when we were roommates. Um... Oh my gosh, all of the names of these songs are, like, leaving my brain. The because Room Where It suck. Happens. No. The Room Where It Happens. Um, George I Washington's think, Meet Me Inside I really like because of the heartbeat. I um, think the other problem I had with all these songs is, like, this musical was seen as being so original. And my man who Miranda did something so original. He told the story of a founding father using lines coined by other people. There was nothing original there. I think it was creative in how he used those lines, though. Like, yeah. Was it? Yeah. And then also, like, how many other musicals do you know use rap in their music? Molly, can you chill? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. There's a party going on next door, and Molly is not happy. Neither am I. <laughs> Very cranky today. Maybe because I had to sit through three hours of this crud. I did offer to switch musicals. <laughs> it was too late for that. There was no time to switch. I said we could watch something else. Well... Anywho, that's going to be our podcast for the day. <laughs> we are over it, um, specifically me. And Hamilton sucks. Um, Hamilton is excellent. I love it. Potomac and Bravo in general, I'm going to need you to pick it up next week so we have something interesting <laughs> to talk about. It was a bit boring. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've ever gone through the Housewives that quickly. It really was. Usually we drag it out for a little bit longer because, yeah. Because it's worth talking about. This week there was not much. So yeah. Enjoy. Um, thank you for electing Biden. I sincerely <laughs> appreciate the fact that you listened to me and did so. And um, also. Keep funding still, Great Emu Wars the Musical. Yep. Still looking for <laughs> Shelby's soulmate. Um, oh, still oh. looking to be rated. Y'all need to step it up as fans. I said I'd call you out. Al, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Allie, I'm calling you out. Jace, I'm calling you out. Rate us. Help us. <laughs> Enjoy the fact that you have been name dropped in a podcast and help assist out. Rate us. <laughs> anyway, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.